Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 8.32 You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. set free from various addictions. Uh, that theme song has got to go for at least Monday, at least for this series, so I'll be working on a theme song for that, um, this particular series. Uh, today I wanted to talk about uh, how God dealt with Israel and the Old Testament, but I'm not going to so much glean on that. I'm going to particularly glean on uh, God's power working through a Christian. Um, as far as having various tragedies in your life, uh, that's something no one wants. And that is something that, uh, in my opinion, uh, is a thing I really don't want to happen to me. I mean, I'm talking about basically loss of a kid or uh, loss of a spouse. And I just had one of my my uh, wife's uncles lose his wife um, suddenly. And uh, that's not something I would like to deal with. And then there's other types of things that we deal with as uh, people. You know, you have a child that does not want to do the right thing or uh, a husband who cheats on his wife or vice versa these days, big time. And um, various, you know, uh, I can't believe this. Really? Well, that was uh, Skype, some video such and such was calling and just, I don't know, I call it soliciting. Anyway, um, so God wants to provide power through these events. Now, let me say this. Um, when God was with Israel and Israel was obedient and they did what God said, even when they were not all together doing what God said, 
but for the most part, their hearts were, you know, repentant. God orchestrated his power through them to glorify himself. When, on the other hand, they were disobedient, they got their butts kicked. And it's kind of like us. You know, when we have faith in God and, and we're living our lives to please God, but we are getting closer to God. Uh, the only thing that can mess us up when we're getting closer to God is our own private secret motives that we don't even really know about. So, believe it or not, love seems to give us an advantage. It says love should cover a multitude of sins. I don't think it really covers a multitude of sin. If you're if you're loving people and you're going out shooting people, it's just like balance itself out. Or if you're loving somebody and gossiping, it doesn't even mix. But if you're loving someone and things come your way <clears throat> and you're loving God, of course, that's what I mean someone, but if you're loving God, then what gets us in trouble is our motives. See, God knows the intents of a man's heart, a woman's heart. So when we have these willingness to do what we want to do instead of the will of God, we get ourselves in trouble. Now, if God giving you hands to operate on somebody and you want to be a doctor, then God is going to provide that way. But if you, you want to be a doctor and you're not as talented, uh, you might want to ask God what, he, what does he want for you to do. Well, But we're not the will of God that I'm talking about, though, is what the Bible basically is saying. And you open up the pages of God's word and, and the will of God is there. So when you love God and, and you are in his will, then it's harder for the weapons that the Satan forms to prosper. When Israel was in the will of God, it was hard for the devil to get to them, get to them. Now, let me, let me give you a case in point. This is probably a bad illustration, but Job, Job, we know that Job was a righteous man in God's eyes. And Job couldn't be shooken. His wife even said, curse God and die. Job could not be shooken. <laughs> but Job, at sometimes during the conversation with his friends, was maybe not in the will of God. That's not the point. The point is, is that David was not not in the will of God either at certain points. And the Bible said that uh, David was a man of God's own heart. So if that's the case, then God is not looking for a perfect person, but he is looking for the intent of a man's heart. And the intent of David's heart was to recognize his sins, look in the mirror and say, I have sinned against God, let me repent. But it was also to stop doing what he was doing, in other words, to repent. But see, God gives us the power 
And I'm going to read that. I'm going to go ahead and read that. Um, it's Isaiah 54:17. No weapon formed against me, against you, excuse me, shall prosper. Now you can uh, personalize that if you want. And every tongue which rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Now, a lot of people don't read the rest of that. It says, and their righteousness is from me. Now, in that verse, we can go to John eight thirty six. It says, so if the Son shall set you free, you should be free indeed. Why is that? Because today's church thinks you're supposed to wallow in the mud and not be set free. And people are offended because I say God has the power to set you free. Listen, God. Listen, folks. I'm so used to seeing guys at my work. I work with kids, teenagers. Listen. God wants to set you free. And he can only do it with your will lined up with his. Well, God can do it. He don't need me. You know, God is powerful. No, he needs your undivided attention. You not only need to wish that you can be set free from alcoholism, you have to actually go sit at the feet of Jesus and get up and just like the disciples. You ever watched the movie and the disciples are following Jesus? Well, in order to stay in the power of God, you have to follow Jesus. You have to surrender to Jesus. I don't have to do all of that. Do I? I don't have to do all of that. Do, do I have to do all of I don't want to do, I just want parts of Jesus. I just want a little bit of Jesus. And then I'm, I'll be okay. You know, I, I'll do it on my own. I, I'll, I'll be perfectly fine with just, I'll, I'll get Jesus when I need him. But that's not what the intentions of the kingdom of God is. That's not what the intentions of being a Christian is. Christian Christianity or being a Christian has been watered down. Christianity is not to mingle and saturate into the world and then try to figure out how I can formulate a Christian view from my persona to the whole world that I am a Christian because I do this, 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 and I go to church on Sundays and I, and I don't do this and I don't do that. Well, that's not what God is looking for. He's looking for complete commitment. He's not looking like, he's not looking for a praise the Lord on Facebook or even a praise the Lord on the phone when you're talking to your your sister. And he's not looking for, and I'm stepping on my own feet, a lackluster prayer where I'll pray for you and you really don't. And I, I'm stepping on my own feet there because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in code, you know, experience. Anyway, in Psalms 91, it talks about protection. But the will of the person needs to be the same as the will of God. Don't believe T.D. Jakes, your, your blessing is coming, your blessing is coming. Uh, or uh, Pastor Osteen, don't believe them. I don't care if you shut this thing off. Just shut it off. Get it over with. These guys make lots of money 
off of you. I'm not saying that. I'm not judging them in a way. I'm judging them. We make judgments every day. Stop judging T.D. Jake. Stop judging Joe Osteen. We make judgments every day. Some guy come up in your house, a gang, you know, I ain't talking about, you know, I'm, I relate to gangsters all the time. I, I work with them. But I'm saying some dude, you know, what's up, dad? What's up? You know, with a gun in my hand, I'm going to blow your, I'm, I'm going, I'm so cool. Your daughter love me, don't she? Uh, uh, and when he goes, and you tell your wife, baby, huh, really? She going to date him? You should not be judging. You make a judgment every day. You either go to McDonald's or you go and eat yourself a salad at Wendy's. You go to McDonald's, eat a burger, salad. You stop at a yellow, you blow through a yellow light, or you stop at a yellow light. You wash your clothes on hot, you wash your clothes on cold. We make judgments every day. So stop being, watching the news and saying, they ought to put that man in jail. Okay, so you just made a judgment. So I'm making a judgment on T.D. Jakes. They're fake. I think there's many ways to guard Oprah. Oh, yeah? I like what you're saying. We are to get and stay in the love of God spoken of in the book of Jude. It's like, draw yourself a circle. And inside of that circle, draw yourself a X. And then you say, you say Christian X or whatever you want to call that person. X is the unknown person. Well, anyway, put my name in there, Phil. Put your name in there, Mary or John or whatever. And... Inside of that circle is the love of God. Outside of that circle is territory where the devil gets you. It's free game after that. It's a heart issue. The heart is the circle. It's, it's where your heart is. There where your treasures be also. So wherever your heart is, that's inside of that is your safety zone. Is in, the, in the heart is the love of God. The, but but the thing is, the more you read God's word, that's why we need to read God's word every day, and we need to pray every day. Because then you stay in the love of God, and you're inside of that realm of protection. Now, Psalms 91 says this, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noosome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under the, his wings shall thou trust. He tr- his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Let's stop there. The word of God is where you get the will of God from. And when you're in the will of God... And you're doing what God wants you to do. Now, it's not a, a relevance of is salvation based off works. Well, I put it this way. If I went to the NFL, the draft day is when I will be the equivalent of me saying, Jesus, I'm yours. And then if 
team picks me up, and then I go to practice, and then now I'm going to mini camp and rookie camp, and you know I'm on doing some interviews, and next thing you know we got our first game, and I'm making touchdowns, and and I stay in that in that comfort zone. Once you start breaking team rules and you go outside of that comfort zone, they eventually today's NFL will put you out. And then you would have to reinstate and come to another team. Well, thank God that God is not as strict as the NFL, but in, in certain ways he is. See, the 21st century God is different from the God of 2,000 years ago and all the way up to now, all the way up to the last 100 years. We have departed from the faith. We are giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The doctrinal part is the lies. It doesn't have to be a doctrine straight out of somebody's book that, that uh, sells at B. Dalton or sells at, on Amazon. It can just be a departure from the, the faith. Now, I always tell people, you know, I always say that there's a gospel of Ray Ray, there's a gospel of Shaniqua, there's a gospel of Professor Johnson down the street or at my school. There's a, there's a just fill in the blanks, the gospel according to X. Everybody has their formulated gospel, which is a dangerous thing. And many people are in hell right now for having their own gospel. This is what I think. I, my wife was telling me last night about she likes the picture of, of the little cartoon, the little man. And he says, um, the little man says, little corny looking guy. He says, um, God, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your word. I want to hear from you. And then his big arm reaches out of heaven with the Bible and hands it to him. And it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. But most people are not reading their Bibles. And, that's, and he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's also distorted knowledge. So when we have our own gospel, we weaken the gospel because it's not really the gospel. Now, um, when you read Psalms 91, it gives you this persona of the Old Testament Israelites. And God used the Old Testament Israelites as a mirror of, a, of an individual. So the message of the Bible is universal. All scripture is, is for reproof and, and correction and, and how to live a life. So, yeah, I believe in there's dispensations where God handles people, certain people certain ways. But over overall, the whole Bible is is used for individual growth of a person. So, in order to live a righteous life, and oh yeah, that's that's right. Today's church is saying you don't have to live holy. The Bible says, be holy for I am holy. God says this. So in other words, you're practicing. You might miss a free throw, but you're practicing to live like Christ did. Now, can we all do that? Yeah, because today's society says, oh, we can't, we can't attain Christ. We're not talking about being perfect. We're just talking about, see, that's the object of saying, okay, well, I, we can't be perfect, so therefore. Now, if you tell your subconscious mind that over and over again, you, you're going to obtain what you're telling yourself. If you tell your kids you, you can't do math or you're terrible at it, you tell them that every day, they're going to think that. So if, a, if you tell a grown-up, hey, we can't go and be perfect like Jesus, we're not asking you to be perfect like Jesus. In that case, they're in, if, if you want to watch the NBA and you say there's a perfect player, Michael Jordan was even perfect. He had to sit, sit in 
the gym over and over again, doing through free throws just to get better at being three free throw per shooter. Everybody thinks LeVon James is that great. He is great, you know, but he misses shots. He misses slams. Remember a couple of days ago he had the um, the um, leg cramps? He's not perfect, but he's considered the best basketball player ever. You strive to be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. But you, you're not going to be perfect. But, see, people use that as an excuse. But, see, the motive to, to this is this, is when you say, oh, nobody can be perfect, then you go rob a bank, then it's like, wow, you're, you're saying no one can be perfect, but you're totally imperfect because you just robbed a bank. Or you just cheated on your girlfriend or wife. Oh, nobody's perfect. You're looking at porn. I mean, I can see nobody's perfect, and then you make a mistake, a zoom tight. You know, but I'm saying you're making a mistake is part of being human. But we are to strive to do what the word of God says. We're not saved by works less than any man shall boast. No, we are, God wants you to be distinguishable among the world. The light that you will shine or the salt that you will give needs to be Right. It says you will know them by their fruits. So we are looking to live a righteous life through the power of God, and he is going to fight the battles that we obtain as long as we love God and stay with God and and seek him daily. It's worth it, my friend. It's worth it. It's worth it. Living a godly life, what you, you're going to find out if you're 19 years old, you're listening to this radio program, or if you're 25, you're going to find out that a lot of the hanging out and stuff that you did when you were young is just useless. That's what I'm, I found that out a while back. The club going and all of this other stuff, it's just useless. It's just fun. And, and a fun sin is fun for a season. When you get older, you start to realize it was fun for a season. But see, our motive is to love God and to and to understand that God wants us to be separate from the world. That's why the Israelite um, the Israelites left Egypt. They separated themselves, but later on they wanted to go back to Egypt because they thought it was better and it was much much easier to live. But God had their provision by sending them manna. God had their provision by fighting off their enemies. We have to surrender in order to get victory. Oh, goodness gracious. We have to surrender. If we surrender... To God, we're going to have victory. And our enemies are going to go somewhere and sit down. And then finally, our enemies will come back and try to tempt us again to test our fabric. God would allow that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. God is going to let it happen. So, 
in these last days, he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. Judgment will begin in the house of the Lord, and it will begin in a twinkling of an eye at the rapture of the church. Some people, I've never heard that any preacher ever say that, but I do believe that the rapture of the church will happen in one-twelfth of a second, and the judgment of the church will happen in one-twelfth of a second. Judgment will begin in the house of the Lord. That's what it's saying. The church has not been here the whole total 6,000 years. It's been here for 2,000 years. So this should give you a rapture answer right away. That if the tribulation period be gone, the whole church will not go into the tribulation period. Jesus said, I'll build my church in the gates of hell when I prevail against it. So if that's the case, then that means that partial or a part of the church will go into the tribulation period. But for the most part, the true believers of Christ will be exited out of here before the time starts. How do you get ready? Well, I do believe that it's hard for some people to, and it's hard for me at times to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul because we do tend to veer off very quickly. But my my heart wants to love the Lord my God with all my heart, mind, and soul. I really do. And I know you do, too. Um. We're back. We're starting to get more listeners again, and um, I say, "Until Jesus comes, or I die, or choke on the bone." Um, I plan to do my darndest to get the word out and to make disciples and to preach the the, the blessed day of the Lord and preach and get on the wall and shout from the top of my lungs that Jesus is coming soon. And I want him to say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter in. I don't want him to say, I never knew you. And I do not want to appease anyone. <laughs> we have some some, some of these guys on, and I'm not mentioning any names, that, that sort of appease. Um, and, I, and, and I admit that, in a way, I probably um, think it's healthier to talk to people as if I had respect for them rather than talk to them as if I didn't. And um, I think the best form of uh, evangelism is to get at their level but not compromise. So tell someone the truth when love. And that's all you can do. And the more I do these shows, the the more I would do that. I have to shave some hardness off, save, you know, pray for a heart that's pleasing to God, pray for a heart that's that that's sentimental towards things that I used to do that I'm asking somebody else to used to do it and not do it anymore. Um God wants us to preach the gospel. And and yeah, in certain areas not be judgmental. But you have to sometimes you have to preach and step on people's feet. And a lot of times when I preach I step on my own feet. God is a God of forgiving, but he's also a God of order. 
And a lot of churches, a lot of men are out there preaching false doctrine or avoiding to preach about particular subjects. And then they would have to stand in front of God to give an account. I just ask people to listen and listen straight up that Christ loves you. And uh, he does not want anyone to perish, but to come to everlasting life. And that's pretty cool, y'all. I mean, just think about that. You get to live forever. And all you have to do is ask Jesus. And technically, all you have to do is believe. Show me a sinner's prayer in the Bible. <clears throat> so do I not believe in sin? Yeah, I believe in sinner's prayer. Go ahead and say it. But you can just start off by saying, you know, I believe this. And if you run up on somebody that's just been in a car accident, you can get nailed down and says, Jesus died for your sins. Do you believe? Yes. And they will be in heaven. And see, that's what people have to believe, that Jesus Christ has a plan in store for you. And he does have a plan in store for us. And that plan is to evangelize the whole world. In these last days, he's here to give us life and that more abundantly. The United States is on its last leg. And see, God has said that in the last days, there'll be false prophets that arise and try to give you the gospel. But they're giving you a fake gospel or a gospel that was not attended in truth. And sometimes they know it, sometimes they deceive themselves. But we have to ask the question, am I falling for a false doctrine? Because if you are falling for false gospel, it's still time to repent. It's still time to say, you know what, I was wrong. But a lot of people don't realize that they're in a false gospel. And it can sound like it. They can can give you the impression that they're going to heaven when they die. But they're not. So we have to give our lives to God and seek him with everything we got. We got men out there and women out there proclaiming that they got the answers, but they don't. They don't. So let's seek God with everything we have and ask him to 
walk with us on a daily basis and let us ask God to give us wisdom on how to live in these last days. God bless everyone out there. Um, We are going to make a website in the near future um, for this ministry being set free. And uh, and then uh, we're also going to probably change the date of this this series to Tuesday. (coughs) So check us out when you get a chance. So. Uh, God bless everybody out there, and uh, you have a wonderful day. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.